I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. You know, I have to say, folks, that I I was under the impression that it could not get more insane. I, I was under the impression that uh, we had sort of topped out on some level with uh, Trump's ability to uh, wreak havoc, create chaos, undermine normal institutions, be an agent of chaos for the Kremlin, all those things. Like, I, for a lot of those things, I genuinely, I genuinely thought there was... If, if there was a there was a base point that even the Republican Party wouldn't protect him through. And I'm happy to find out that on some levels, that's true. The um, aftermath of the green light that Donald Trump gave for the Turkish government, uh, Erdogan in particular, to basically start a precipitous genocide uh, in the northern part of Syria uh, along their border. Uh, was met with some pushback. What do you know? That it, at some point, they uh, there are a few of these folks who were cool with him defending Russia at every turn when he was uh, saying that, you know, that our own intelligence was wrong and that, you know, uh, I just spoke to Vladimir Putin and he was very forceful and very strong and bulbous and, and turgid as he demanded that uh, um, I tell you guys that he didn't do it. Um, Nobody, nobody that for whatever reason that just skated on by. Then we find out, you know, as this most recent scandal, which will result in an impeachment vote on Donald Trump, which will result in more um, than just, I think Democrats coming on board at this point. I think there are definitely some house uh, Republicans that might jump onto this, which is a shocking amazing crazy thing the but looking at you know looking at this why it was this what this was the turning point and apparently it was simply the the evangelical reaction to the fact that kurdish christians were being murdered in this region and he didn't even know they existed and the the amazing part for me <clears throat> about this uh, this most recent, the impeachment itself, was the fact that so many people focused on it was a, it, it's a, it's part of this attack on Joe Biden and that he is trying to get dirt on his, uh, his opponent. This was the constant throw around we heard during the last two weeks. And, and since the call became known, the general talking point around it has been that Donald Trump is trying to get he thinks he's going to run against Biden. He's seen the numbers. Biden's beating him even in Texas. Clearly, this has spooked him. And now he wants a uh, you know, he wants to dig up dirt on him. And this has been the general story. Well, if you listen to the actual transcript of the phone call that the White House put out themselves, I cannot state that strongly enough because there seems to be this weird you know, where Donald Trump is accusing shifty shift of uh, mis misstating what he said. When Schiff's statement in front of the, uh, the committee was after the release of the transcript the White House put out, 
Schiff was relating to that transcript and paraphrasing what he saw as the crime there, basically making the language more understandable for anybody who was confused about this, or basically shaming the Republicans for pretending not to know that there was a quid pro quo going on and that this was a standard run-of-the-mill RICO-level shakedown. Um, you know, that Trump is, you know, pushing this idea that Schiff to Schiff is, he's, he lied. He, he said what I said was a perfect phone call. And I, I mean, the word perfect as a lock for this is one of the most bizarre and ridiculous and goofy things I think I've ever heard. Now, um, so, yeah, and um, Brad in our chat is saying how uh, trying to create dirt on Biden, you're saying, well, as opposed to find dirt on Biden. That, that's uh, arguably true. But what the point I'm trying to get at is that that was, thank you, Billy. Thank you very much, Billy, for the super chat. That's really up. The evangelicals finding out Trump will keep on sinning just to hold on to uh, hold their noses and go ahead and go along with it anyway fund. Thank you so much for that. Um, and you're absolutely right. I, I mean, these guys will pretend to be upset and and back him the whole way. Now, the the primary point of that call, besides the quote unquote creation of or seeking out of dirt on Joe Biden was and by the way, that was secondary. And there was a direct quid pro quo in those quotes as we went over last week. Um, they were working out the n- numbers. They were working. They were literally engaged. Sondland was engaged in a deal with the Ukrainian president, with Z- Zelensky, in exchange for the president recognizing you as the president of Ukraine by having a, a visit and this money being released you're going to do certain things. You're going to release a statement that you are looking into Joe Biden's family. But first and foremost, the thing he asked for first was uh, you will dig into the crowd strike conspiracy theory and the idea that the Russians didn't meddle in the 2016 election. It was actually Ukraine. It was Ukraine that meddled in this tiny little country, which we're allied with. Um, I mean, breaking it down intellectually, breaking it down philosophically, I, it, it boggles the mind that you don't recognize that an ally, whoever they support in our elections, more than likely the better choice than, say, the choice of our foes. Because literally we're in a situation where um, if this Ukrainian conspiracy theory were true, and it isn't, but if it were true, the theory would be that they were supporting the DNC and Hillary Clinton, and Russia has already admitted that they were supporting Donald Trump. Whose judgment in this circumstance are we to trust more? If you're going straight, you know, foreign influence for foreign influence. Uh, and again, moot point, it's just for a point of balance, but. That, not even a factor, not even a factor. The, the 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 obvious thing was that Russia was supporting Donald Trump. They've said so as much. It, it, Putin has said it out loud. Everybody said it in public. It, they laugh about it. Their their state media mocks us about it. Um, and Ukraine, um, under the thumb of Russia, getting, you know, pressured um, on all fronts after the taking of Crimea and more forces being pushed in. Thank you, Amos. Appreciate that, too, for the super chat. That's awesome. Loving the uh, the sticker. Fantastic. Um, the 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 real breakdown of this crowd strike thing, that was the primary reason, the primary reason 
why what uh, that is so far as influence that Donald Trump was asking for in exchange. The 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 bit about Biden was was important, but secondary. The most important thing and the and the first thing that they asked for in that phone call and that Trump brought up in his own transcript that he had with Zelensky. The first thing he brought up was CrowdStrike and CrowdStrike was and we broke this down a couple of weeks ago. CrowdStrike is a California based company. The owner is an American citizen from Ukraine, again, an allied country who lives here. And the theory is, and I I'm almost going to nosebleed every time I try to figure this out. The theory is. Is that the Russians didn't really hack the DNC. The DNC faked a hack from the Russians to pin it on Donald Trump. And they hired this company, CrowdStrike, to investigate it slash help them fake it. And they took the, the server that was attacked, which the FBI received a disk image of, and moved the physical server, the server, they moved the server to Ukraine and it's hidden there somewhere. Um, I guess allegedly under a pile of ledgers that list a series is a, a series of payments to Paul Manafort. Because that, I mean, that's, that's part of the part that they've been grinding on for a while. We got to find a way to get Paul Manafort out of jail. That's what Trump is so concerned about. We got to take a break. We'll be back. It's the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, on WCPD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. I can't wait to take your calls. I can't wait to talk about Mulvaney, the gift that just keeps on uh, gaffing. Uh, I mean, Mulvaney, really, dude. Great job. Great job. We'll be back. Picture your face in the mirror. You see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or large under eye bags? Well, imagine they're gone. And I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery. Just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags in minutes. It's, it's the edge you're looking for. Simply put, you'll be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless, of course, you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off, plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off, plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's tri plexiderm.com Now let's get back to Hal Sparks radio program Mega Worldwide Yes, let's Um, So, uh, you know one of the I guess the main strategies of the Trump White House and uh, this crowd has um, has been consistently this. I think some people have called it cap I call it cab Um, this Confuse, admit, blame. This this is their strategy. When something comes out, they initially talk about, um, you know, well, 
this didn't really happen. And I don't know what you're talking about. The gaslight and they add this extra layer of stuff that, well, everybody does that. I mean, that's just something we're doing. I mean, but yeah, but who doesn't do that? And even if we did do it, it's not a crime. And, you know, and people do that stuff constantly. What I don't, I don't, we don't understand why you would have an issue uh, with that. And we're doing it for America. And in the, in, just watching it happen, it has become so consistent. It's become such a like a regular part of their methodology that you almost kind of it. It's easily spotted these days. It's just you can you can see it coming. Um, and one of the things that they do is the um everybody does it, and they take the word whatever the word is that everybody's concerned about, um, and they start using it themselves in their sort of defense the the obvious one is the server so uh, recently some of you may have seen this clip of trump saying server you know eight times in 20 seconds where's the server i want to see the server in ukraine there's a server the server it's surfer with the kofifi the surfing for well he did the exact same thing when he was standing next to Putin at that ridiculous press conference in 2018, where he was saying, you know, Mr. Putin said, you know, I talked to him and he was very forceful and saying that he didn't do this and this was not his doing. And why would he? I can't imagine why Russia would do it, which he later changed to wouldn't after he got some pushback from Lindsay and the gang. But the but he brought up in that same situation, the server, where's the server? Where's the server? So he's been chasing this ridiculous, like, odd anti-FBI dog whistle conspiracy theory forever. You know, this has been sticking with him. And it apparently is based on this kind of idea, even though he had gotten through the Mueller investigation, he had basically skated by. They, because of B- William Barr's protection, he had made it through it. And then his own hubris, his own just nerve about this and his own ego about like, okay, I want other people attacked over this. I want, I want to remove this idea from, you know, since I, since I dodged the ball, I want my record expunged essentially. Well, you know, (laughs) with that's what the CrowdStrike server thing was. That's what he wants from this. He want he this conspiracy theory that somehow either he believes Putin or some of these like right wing nudniks around him that, you know, because there there is a plausible deniability to Trump's actual um, investment in terms of genuine tit for tat Russian uh, exchange for help when it comes to Trump. Because on the one hand, he could be dumb enough to think that that's just fine. You know, world leader, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. This is the same as happens in the New York real estate market. You know what I mean? We both cheat the regulator. We're the builders. They don't know anything. We'll do that. That'll, that's us. But in the meantime, there's a, uh, you know, a <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> in the meantime, there's a, a a group of underlings under him that knows he's not going to be able to do this himself. He's not going to make the, be able to make this happen. So they're directly engaging, right? From Roger Stone to Don Jr. to Eric 
to the, you know, to Manafort. All these people are going one to one to talk to Russia and ask for help. And they're the ones coordinating us. Now, does he know, you know, 100 percent? Maybe not. What he does know is that he owes Russia somewhere in the order of $600 million to $1.4 billion, and he can't pay it back. So how does that dry up? How do you find yourself in that situation? What do you, how do you get yourself? How do you make that hole as, as Manafort would say? So um, his, his tit for tat on this might be just kind of what he, you know, what the Chinese would call guanxi. And he's just, you know, going, Hey, well, you know, just for better or worse. Thank you. Hal Vickery. Appreciate it for the super chat for research into how Montenegro interfered in the 2016 election. Yeah. Um, So that, you know, it, it may be the money that he owes to Russia that keeps him on their, you know, on, on their leash. It may be that they have direct compromise on him. Um, it may be both because you never see him sweat so much as when he's defending Russia. Now, so the so the crowd strike thing is is the primary reason. He was manipulating Zelensky and holding back U.S. funds, which is illegal. Now, the 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 Mulvaney uh, thing, I, I'm going to play some of the audio after the break. <coughs> Excuse me. The Mulvaney response is pretty spectacular in that on the one hand, he just ate it. Just dumb. Just one of the most ridiculous showings in, uh, there's ever, and he's, it's, it's one of these things where people just have, they try the b- bravado and it, ju- it's a massive fail. Like, yeah, like when you, people playing tough guy for the first time, it's, it's adorable to watch. It really is. And that's really what Mulvaney, like, you know, his whole get over it thing. It seems like that was a line that he, that Trump wanted him to say. That was that was, you know, was super important, you know, that he get out there much like the whole this was the greatest crowd in the history of crowds. When uh, Sean Spicer came out, you know, these lines clearly dictated by Donald Trump. And in Mulvaney's case, there were a couple of these where they were trying to dig their way out of this um, uh, quid pro quo part because they clearly knew that it was going to come out in Sondland's testimony that there was a quid pro quo. And then they were just that we'll just tear the label off of it and pretend that, that was essentially what Sondland's final text, you know, saying, hey, guys, we got to stop. We got to stop texting about this. We cannot. Guys, get off the phone, please. Please stop. T- stop writing, please. Let's go to the uh, use WhatsApp from now on. And please only contact me through there. Uh, no, you know, this is a voice call. So in doing that, um. And yeah, um, thank you, Hal Vickery, for uh, pushing that as well. That's right. Smash the like if you could. That would really help us out. Like and subscribe to the channel. Um, even consider becoming a patron. There's a Patreon link right there. Um, I, I, it would help us. It would help the show. It would help our reach. It would help us reach. The, and, and subscribing to the channel would help us reach that uh, magical 10K number. We're very close. Um, so if you're watching on Periscope and you're watching Facebook and all those like, hop on over to the YouTube channel. Come on. Come on. Hit that like, but in the um, um, in the actual <clears throat> the you know in in Trump's response to this, you can see in the you know Mulvaney response the sort of seeds of pushback about against this. Definitely make sure that you say that there was 
uh, you know, after we tried the there's no quid pro quo, we're going to try the other defense I've heard on Fox News, which is quid pro quos happen all the time. You know, we have quid pro quos with countries constantly. I mean, that's how we engage with other people. This was the Mulvaney defense. He comes out and he says, we we have quid pro quos with countries all the time. And you know what? That's true. That is absolutely true. Country to country, we have quid pro quos. Our country will provide you with uh, with security and aid and these kind of things, but you have to meet these certain criteria so we're not just throwing our money out the window. Um, if you if eight trillion, you know, if, if eight billion dollars uh, a year are going out the window, we're not going to give you another billion dollars unless you broom out all these Russian sock puppets in your government who are helping the money get stolen. Back to why Biden and the EU and the uh, the uh, IMF wanted the prosecutors and and nine other people in the Ukrainian government kicked out. But Trump's quid pro quo was for Trump and Trump alone. That's the difference. Do countries have quid pro quos back and forth? Absolutely. That's what a negotiation is. But what Donald Trump did was he stepped in between the United States and Ukraine. We had already worked out what we needed from Ukraine. We were supporting an ally in their hot war against Russia to keep Russia from taking the largest European landmass and, and after their acclamation of, of Crimea. They had already satisfied their quid pro quo. They were an ally. They'd gotten rid of the Russian sock puppets. They were brooming out corruption. The, U, the government, the Congress, had already allocated that money. They said that money is good to go. It's out the door. And Donald Trump uh, hit pause, put his thumb on the scale, stopped everything so that he could extract a personal favor from this. That's the difference. And let there be no mistake. That's the singular difference in this quid pro quo. And they know they are caught. And their attempt is this cab system. Confuse, admit, blame. So right now, they're in the admit it phase. And they hedge towards the blame phase when they when Rudy's buddies got arrested. And Rudy started, well, he's kind of, he's been my lawyer. I haven't talked to him, but I talked to him yesterday. Um, once that happened, we got to take a break. Once that happened, um, we, we've hit full cycle. So they're going to go back to confuse again. But but he floated the word server around this the exact same way that they floated the word server a year ago to protect Russia. This is all about protecting Vladimir Putin. And we haven't even talked about uh, Elijah Cummings passing, who uh, we, we lost a lion in the house and an amazing human being and one of the boldest most aggressive arguments for a peaceful exchange of ideas that was has been presented in the house in i would say decades <coughs> was it was from elijah cummings we'll be back we gotta take a break we'll be back now let's get back with hell sparks radio program mega worldwide um there's a you know obviously a lot of talk about the whole you know, Doral being the site of, good Lord, of the G7. Um, and to quote Betty Davis, what a dump. Um, 
the the defense that Mulvaney put forward was one of the most ridiculous things. That I, I think in a lot of ways, it felt like anyways, if you were looking at how they were doing that, they were planning on a on pushing back against the uh, the the impeachment news cycle by dropping this kind of like, oh, my God, how dare he bomb to keep people like people are just outraged. I'm just trying to do stuff. It's not my fault. I have the best properties ever and the biggest chocolate cake. Um, and so I think they sent Mulvaney out to push Doral as the site and the ridiculousness of him laying out the case for why Doral is supposedly the best um, site is just goofy. It's, you know, we went, we sent teams out to 11 different places and we worked it down to four finalists in in Colorado and Maine and Florida or whatever, and far and away the greatest site to possibly have the G7 in the entirety of the continental United States plus Hawaii and Alaska, not Puerto Rico, God help us, not Puerto Rico, is clearly Doral. I mean, you you want nothing, nothing really says, uh, you know, speaks to a world economic conference like a crap golf course that's underwater financially that's had bed bugs and uh, sea listings for its kitchen. What what who are they competing against? Uh, you know, uh, a Motel 6 in Fresno? Honestly, like what what truck stops were they looking at to compare like well compared to you know the 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 come and go in northern Wisconsin, you know, outside of uh Madison, Doral's obviously the one you want to go to. You don't want to spend the night on the bathroom floor of that. By the way, that's the real name of a real place. Don't get mad at me. That's true. Um, So the the you know, the the Mulvaney response has been sort of the gift that the you know, the our second version of game set match. Notice how we haven't even we don't even have to talk about the whistleblower anymore. Have you, have you noticed in the last, since Mulvaney, no one is talking about the whistleblower. Who needs a whistleblower anymore? They're saying it. That's the amazing point. You know, like, obviously, they put out the trans, the uh, the memo, um, not a transcript, their version of a transcript, thinking it would exonerate Trump, thinking somehow it would be a good idea and ultimately, for God's sake, the, are, they were sh- they were shocked, clearly shocked <coughs> that, you know, it was a perfect call. Look at the tr- we gave. They were so shocked when I put out the transcript. Shocked. Schiff comes out and parif- and says what I a lie. I didn't say that. Then we put out the transcript. He never thought we would put out the transcript. Well, guess what, dude? They put out the trans. You put out the transcript. Then Schiff made a statement. But anyways, that I mean, the the gaslighting continues, I suppose. But th- this idea that somehow you know we even need whistles blown. Like these people can just go home. Mulvaney just walked into a rake in in a such a spectacular fashion. That this is the second time on this one alone. And I I mean, it has to be hubris. It has to be some sort of just 
overwhelming madness on their part. Like, oh, we got away with this one. We walked. We're untouchable now. Oh, my gosh. This was I like this in general is. (coughs) um, The the story across the board, by the way, is a bunch of people coming out and saying, you know, actually, Mick Mick Mulvaney didn't do anything wrong. Mick Mulvaney just said what he saw. He just said it. He just that's what that's what happened. That's, you know, he wasn't. Mulvaney arguably wasn't anything wrong with what he said because it was true. The only thing that I would argue with is his is his categorization of the quid pro quo is something normal that we do in public or in uh, in in um, in terms of intergovernmental connection with stuff that people do that kind of thing that governments do that quid pro quo all the time. We'll give you aid if you give us this. You like okay, standard behavioral kind of things. But but in this case. That part of it had already been satisfied, and Trump decides to get his buddies um, to go out there and handle this this whole shadow. How much do we have to hear about the frigging deep state and all this deep state nonsense? These unelected people who have been in office for a long time, operating behind the scenes, this crazy conspiracy of the deep state. Um, and then Trump starts his own extrajudicial investigation with Rudy Giuliani and a couple of uh, Ukrainian dudes with Russian financial ties who got arrested for dumping money into Russia, into almost uh, that was a funny Freudian slip Republican uh, coffers for their elections. Pete Sessions literally is, is going to, is done for this. And he's not the only one. A bunch of these guys are having DeSantis in Florida, $50,000 from these guys. But I never met him. I don't really know him. Video comes out of him hugging them when he sees them at an event. Hugging. I mean, I will give Trump a, a total pass on any of those pictures. And people will go, here's a picture with you. You said you didn't know these guys. Here's a picture of you. Okay, look. The, the one with Don Jr. sitting with him, totally incriminating. Totally. He was having a dinner meeting with these jerks and they got a picture with him there as as light compromise to hold on to him. But these thumbs up pictures that Trump has with everybody, these donors, whatever, he doesn't care. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know who these people are. He doesn't care. This guy doesn't have any friends. Trump doesn't have any friends. He doesn't know anybody. He's got users and sycophants. That's it. So if he's standing in a picture with Lev and, and Igor, I believe him if he does. He says, I don't know these guys. If there's pictures of them at dinner, yeah, then we'll talk. And I, I don't doubt that he had dinner with them. The point I'm trying to make is those pictures are not those like campaign pictures. N- unless there's an overt amount of snuggling going on in those pictures, they don't mean anything. Because I myself stand in line after shows and take picture after picture after picture after picture. And if you brought one of them up to me, Five years from now or two years from now or six months from now and went, remember this person? Did they they just stole a school bus full of children and drove it off a cliff? Do you do you approve of that? I'm you know, obviously, I don't know that person. So these kind of stand up pictures that doesn't concern me. What concerns me is the fact that. Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, 
was having lunch with Lev and Igor when they left, when they were ready to fly to Vienna. They were leaving lunch to go to the airport to fly to Vienna with one-way tickets. That's not that weird in Europe, by the way, if you're going to stay for an indeterminate amount of time. These guys are rich. Don't worry about it. But it is, I mean, it's 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 a nice little part of the mystery. It's not that weird, but yeah. So they, but they're flying out that day. They get arrested at the airport after having lunch with the president's lawyer. And he's got a ticket to go to Vienna the next day. And they're going to meet Dmitry Firtash, who's under an extradition order and is trying not to be brought back to the United States to face charges. They're going to all meet with that guy. And uh, yeah, that's fine. That's, I mean, I mean, the amount of, can you imagine if Obama meter pegging that would go on in this? I mean, it's just off the charts. So the, and oh, and by the way, Am I and chat room? Maybe you can tell me this, and callers perhaps as well. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. We'll be taking your calls. Um, we have not heard a lot about the uh, whistleblower um, lately since Mulvaney made his flap. But you know that that whole story has dried up a lot since. Uh, and you know who's not been heard from a lot as well? Uh, Rudy Giuliani. That that dude was everywhere. You could not pry him off a seat at a news desk anywhere. Um, thank you, Kathy B. Thanks very much. That's awesome. Oh, an unboxing gift. That's cool. I didn't even realize I was doing an unboxing. Maybe that's what I am doing. This is an unboxing video of the Trump presidency. <laughs> um, a reboxing and a refund. But Giuliani was everywhere. You know, oh, 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 listen, idiot. <laughs> He was he was screaming at everybody, full throated, you know, just defense of the president. This is ridiculous. And there's this whole thing. And I want to know the conspiracy and I'm going to look into this. And this is I'm defending my client. And uh, did you ask the Ukrainians about Joe Biden? No, of course not. Uh, so you did ask him. Of course I did. Like, that, I mean, he remember that he was everywhere. Not anymore. Not since that lunch. That until that that in and of itself is is well said, uh, Rocky Mountain Mike. Trump is a regrifter. Um, this is um, um, thank you, Lewis. Um, appreciate that. Hi, Florida. Um, the the amazing thing. Yes, smash the thumbs up. Thank you, Benny Loco. Thank you for reminding everybody. Give us a thumbs up, uh, like, and subscribe to the channel. Don't forget, become a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com slash Sparks. We're at 109 right now. We're trying to reach 500. As every little bit helps. Please join. Uh, a bunch of the folks uh, who are patrons came to the show for free on Friday night because they're because they're members of the Blue Patch Brigade. And they're uh, just even at the $5 level, you're getting a guest in free to my shows. It all works out. I'm adding all kinds of free stuff because you guys know I would do this show even if the Patreon completely collapsed. So here, there we go. Um, and also, the show is now available. Got to take a break. The show is now available on the Sexy Liberal Podcasting Network. Um, go to sexyliberal.com or your iTunes or anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, they're, they're going to Make a little truncated version. Hi, Chris. Chris Lavoie gets to edit it. Um, he's doing a great job. And, of course, the new uh, podcast with me and Jackie Schechner, The Wonky Dunk, uh-huh. where we get all wonky about bills and legalese and all the stuff. And uh, we, we, our first episode, we talked about uh, the, um, the, the uh, 
impeachment law and how it works out, but um, it, it's cool. You'll, you'll enjoy it. We, we get to, you know, we, I like to dig deep into that stuff. So um, thank you, Bob Peterson. Appreciate it. Um, we'll be back right after this. This is Ron Calgo. And this is Robbie Earhart. And you're listening to the House Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. 773-763-9278 is our number. And the I I think for the um for everyone, just the um bless you. I'm just sneezed across that. Um Mick Mulvaney, um you know, standing up there and saying, yeah, we do a, uh, we, we do quid pro quos all the time. This is how it works. Get over it. Um, this is, this is the actual thing here. That's why we held up the money. Now, this. So, um, that was, those were the driving factors that he also mentioned to me in the past that the, 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 the corruption related to the DNC server. Absolutely. No question about that. Um, but that's it. And that's why we held up the money. Now, there was a report. So, so, so the demand for an investigation into the Democrats was part of the reason that he it was on to withhold funding to Ukraine. The, the look back to what happened in 2016 okay. certainly was, was part of the thing that he was worried about in corruption with that nation. And that is holding, absolutely appropriate. The funding. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just literally at the end for withholding the funding. The yeah. OK. Factor. Understand, by the way that that money <clears throat> that or that uh you know look back to 2016 that's the crowd strike thing that's the that it was actually the ukrainians that hacked the dnc server whatever i mean this is this is the like seth rich conspiracy on a presidential level this is mick mulvaney donald trump rudy giuliani and these sock puppet Russian millionaires who live and work in Ukraine operating a, 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 a basically a PR redo of the entire redu of the uh, election of 2016. Now, Trump had dodged the bullet on this. Like I said, Trump had gotten away with it. Trump had no problems after like, like the Mueller report had come out. It had clear indications of crimes, but thanks to the interference by uh, William Barr and his refusal to allow for the indictment of a sitting president, even when he committed crimes this egregious, it 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 stopped right there. Now, granted, the House went into election mode and and, you know, and, and took the mandate of the people that they had gotten in 2018 and started marching forward following these obstruction of justice issues uh further looking into his finances which is clearly one of the roots of this but the crowd strike thing the whole looking back at 2016 nobody's undoing his vote nobody's gonna kick trump out of office based on you know them finding out that the 2016 election was messed around not at this point not a year from the next election not the august before the you know the you know the the one year cycle starts into the, like was was anybody arguing that they were going to use the results of the 2016 election or the russian interference to nullify donald trump's presidency on you know however lovely a thought that might be nobody's actually doing that so who is that for 
Who is it for? Twenty. The, looking back to clear up the stuff on 2016, the, the only reason to do that is to get Russia off the hook so we can lift the sanctions for the benefit of Vladimir Putin. And why would you care? Honestly, this guy murders uh, dissidents in the street. He sends hit squads to other European countries to have them murdered. He had a guy shot down in uh, Germany not too long ago. He jails his political opponents so no one can run against him. He, uh, he, even the NRA's love for this guy is a mystery. You know how hard I'm trying not to swear right now? It's hard to speak even sometimes with some of this stuff. And that's not even getting started with the Turkey, Kurdish, and Syrian issue, which we're going to talk about in the next hour very heavily. There is nothing to like about Vladimir Putin. Nothing. He's he's a a murderer. He's a thug. He's gutting his own country. Russia, I mean, if anybody says that Vladimir Putin is a good leader or a strong leader or a capable leader, then why would a country that size have an economy smaller than Texas? That much oil, that much gas, that many people, that much land, that much farmable land. Uh, on paper, that's the... The uh, the mass of land that Russia has, the territories it already has, the, the resources in there. There, I mean, if China has rare earth minerals, so does Russia. There is nothing, nothing inherently in the ground or in the volume of human beings necessarily, although there's a a drastic difference, maybe, you know, I think Russia maybe has a third of the people that China has. But there's nothing inherently where they couldn't have an economy as big and as pivotal as China, an industry, technology. I mean, they were in the space race with us, for God's sakes. Russia, they were the first country to get a living thing in space. They put a dog in space. And a monkey. And the and the, I think the first spacewalk, if I'm not mistaken. If he's the first guy or first spacewalk. Anyways, they were they were toe to toe with us in technology. And they've been free to operate as at as an open economic country since the early nineties, just like China. And they've done nothing to catch up. Russia is effectively just the European Saudi Arabia. And as the price of oil goes down and as our use of it goes down, when everybody has been talking about myself included, nearly every Democrat I've ever heard talk about it, that getting off of oil serves not only our environmental needs, but our national security needs. The whole point the whole point. And thank you, Stephen Lee. I appreciate it. I will keep it up. Get a keep it up sticker from him. That was cute. Um, the, uh, the whole point, you know, like us getting off of oil was, you know, to clean up our air and our water, but also to not rely on countries that on are not 
ethically up to the standard that this country used to stand for anyways. And to not have us under the thumb of people who are dangerous and do not have our best interests at heart. Mainly, we focused on the Middle East in that. But Europe is in that situation with Russia. They're the same country. Vladimir Putin and MBS are the same dude. They have this artificial scam version of leadership based on some nonsensical idea of permanence. That, you know, in, in the case of Saudi Arabia, at least it's royalty, which is ridiculous. But at least, you, you know, it's been around long enough where you can understand where people follow the line. In Russia, they just bounce back and forth, switching jobs because you can't stay and can't be president or prime minister for so long. So you just but you can get reelected. So they just he just puts somebody in the jockeying position. There is no reason Russia couldn't be as rich as China right now, as capable as China, developing as much stuff as China. But they're not going to and they can't and not because Russians aren't smart or capable or curious or scientifically uh, adept. It's because their leader's a maniac who's gutting all the money out of the country, hiding it in other places. And one of those places was Deutsche Bank. And it was one of the only places Donald Trump could get loans. And if he calls in that marker, Donald Trump knows he's dead. That his crap properties will go into Chapter 11. We'll be back. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking Tulsi. And Hillary Clinton's comments on her. We're going to be talking about the Turkey, uh, Syria, and Kurdish situation, which uh, horrifying. Horrifying. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yay! Yeah, um, our happy endings, we got a couple callers. So who do we have first there, uh, Devin? First, we have Alan out in Indiana. Cool. Hey, Alan. How are you? Go ahead. Hey, hey, Hal. I agree with you. Trump kind of screwed up on this, but but at the same notion, Hal, you didn't mention anything about Obama crossing the red line, not crossing it. Also, the JV team. Both sides have got a thing in this mess in the middle. Oh, no, hold on. Uh, well, Hal, let me address each one of them uh, separately. Um, the red line, um, it, there was a ton of debate about whether or not we should have had a, a material red line, whether it was a sanction-based red line or whether it was actual battle boots on the ground. And nobody was going to agree that we were going to actually go uh, full boots on the ground uh, in, in terms of that. And, and there was no solid agreement that the actual bombing, that, that those uh, chemical weapons were used by the Assad government at that point. Um, and so that red line cross that everybody was yelling about the day after it happened was, was never we never reached the point where we knew for sure who the source of the chemical weapons were from. So that debate carried into shifting the strategy and dealing with them. And it was actually working, by the way. Um, secondarily, um, the JV team is true. The only reason uh, like Al Qaeda had a worldwide structure, the ISIS guys largely kill Muslims and then they have straggler, you know, basically the equivalent of of school shooters they find all over Europe that they indoctrinate into doing this. But they are not they do not have the threat ability that Al Qaeda did to put together the bigger, larger terrorist, uh, you know, attacks that, you know, structural ones against entire uh, fighting forces. 
and you did that's what the reference was how, how okay how bad they are now though they have grown in structure i mean let's face it they're they're a menace to us they are a menace so just want to acknowledge that tell well, no, no, I mean, I, ISIS is largely decimated. The, the strategy that was put in place six years ago was working. It's a, it's a structural issue within the Middle East and the territorial aspect of what's there. You're going to have those kind of tribal breakouts. These are, these, the ISIS is a death cult. They are a, a large-scale death cult of people who are you know, a mix of human beings who have different uh, ideologies within Islam. But effectively, they believe the end of the world is coming and want to be a part of it. Um, that's not new just to that part of the world. We've had them. Um, if you look at, uh, I mean, on a much smaller scale, obviously, um, the, uh, the Jim Jones cult or the Branch Davidians, um, but it's the same kind of mentality in those particular groups. They are not as big a threat as, as say, climate change, for example, insofar as its death costs or pollution or, uh, you know, any number of causes that take far more human lives well, anyway, I appreciate uh, taking your time, Hal. Sure. Have a good day. No, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thanks. And uh, we have another caller on the line as well. Yeah. Yes, we have Jim out in Elgin. Cool. Hey, Jim, how are you? How are you? Um, good. I'd like to challenge you in just about every point you're making about uh, Trump. You know, the, a lot of the problem is, is the fake media and stuff. As hold on. Hold, 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 hold. Oh, hold for a second. Hold on a second. No, listen. Listen, wait, wait, wait. Listen. A lot of these if guys... Gonna, oh, let me gonna, finish my point. No, no, no. No, you, you don't have a point. Start I with an actual point. point. Don't call me a lot of the fake media stuff. No, no, no. You don't get to jump wrong. on here and start complaining about the media in general. You can talk I, to me about my points. Go for it. Okay. CNN, for example, is being shown... I'm not CNN. I didn't say you were. Well, then uh, you said you were going to address my points. Address well, okay, my points. Of, Don't drop this what, fake media okay. blitz like you like we're supposed to be scared because you don't like the news. Garbage. A lot of it's, it's fake based on what? garbage. Thank okay, you. that's not a sentence. That's not a defense. That's not reality. What I'm saying is a based lot of things. Based on garbage said, is a sentence with okay, no meaning. A lot of things that are said about Trump are based on falsehoods. And like all what? These dumb politicians. Give a single example. Give a single exa- right, example. Trump's a racist. Okay. Is Trump a racist? Uh, I think he has a lot of racist tendencies. Absolutely. I think one of the things like he didn't want black, he didn't want black accountants. One of the first things that happened to him when he was, he was uh, investigated, he and his father by the justice department were fine because they wouldn't vote. They wouldn't rent to black people. He didn't want black accountants working in his company. He wanted quote, small hats working there, meaning Jews, meaning he thinks that Jews are only good for uh, their usefulness in terms of money. Yeah. All right. Then then what happened when Trump bought Mar-a-Lago? What used to happen before that time? When he before he bought it, um, well, bef- I don't know if they used to hire illegals and pay them under the table, but no, they certainly did when illegal. he bought it. You mentioned blacks and Jews and racism. Okay, blacks and Jews were not allowed on those areas because back then West Palm Beach had a pro- policy prohibiting blacks and Jews from being there. Yeah, Trump the policy the changed problem. not Let because of him. Yes, Let it, me that changed because of history. He he didn't he wasn't on the bus at Selma. Don't give me that business. Okay, I'm it, about America's not racist because Donald Trump now hires black people or allows okay, them sir, to be guests. He has to legally. He has okay. to. He Hello, has to. Listen, my friend. Back in 1980, whenever he bought the property, at the time, <laughs> currently in Southern Florida, in the Palm Beach uh-huh. area, blacks and Jews were not allowed in Mar Lago. 
Now he sued. What do you mean they weren't allowed at Mar-a-Lago? They who didn't allow them? That facility. He bought. Who, it. who was not allowing people what? on the, in 1980? Blacks and Jews were not allowed on the property at Mar-a-Lago. But when Donald Trump bought it, he made it so that blacks and Jews could pay him to come there. So no, that is evidence. Still, you know, and you look at people like Herschel Walker and all the other guys that he worked with over the years, Don King, none of them ever said he was a racist and nobody ever said he was racist until Trump took on the swamp. Mm, that's, and dude, the first lawsuit against him from the Justice Department because well, he and his dad wouldn't rent to black people. They Trump specifically a, did this. Yes, there were school. tons of examples of this. And what's he done so, since Okay, then? so, all right, you've let, try, try another one because that one's not working. It's not true. It you're working. not you're finding not a route there. What, what about, what, why did Trump get the Perry Ellis Awards? Why were there examples and tapes where Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson were giving Trump praise? There's videos of it for all the work that he played, created for black people on those structures that he built in New York City. Al, Al Capone ha- got awards for having orphanages. Al Sharpton, um, not Al Capone. And I, Jesse I Jackson know. I, you're not getting my point. Trump uh, praise for the work he created. Trump stole money from a leukemia foundation, money that was supposed to go from his charity to a leukemia foundation and blew it off. He he came to a cancer benefit he didn't give to and and sat center stage, took a seat from somebody else who was there, who was a victim of the cancer. Did, like, are right, you kidding I'll, I'll me? Research, like this guy, I, I know you think the sun shines out of his backside and I know you think he's the greatest Republican who's ever lived I and I know that. you think he's an innocent that somehow is been vilified accidentally this poor poor man who gave up his rich rich life being indebted to russia to the tune of a billion point two and, and being the, a the, the phony billionaire that. for decades a game okay, show host tell Trump, Trump, a friend. game show host right. yeah you lost okay thanks for calling that was a good way to roll it out there i think he was going to hang in there but uh there like it, i have no problem with people coming in and and going after any i mean Am I wrong, chat room? Anybody? Am I? Were there not dozens of points I made today about Donald Trump's linkages and protection of Vladimir Putin and his financial ties to them? The Rudy Giuliani's uh, shadow State Department operations, all those elements uh, where all those you could could have gone after any of those, except you can't because they are too sound an argument. There is no, I mean, that's hilarious. So anyways, if you guys, and I don't mind talking to trolls. I don't mind talking to, you know, um, ever Trumpers. I really don't, you guys. Um, And I'm not one of these people who automatically vilifies all Republicans um, or can't talk to a conservative and understand that they believe in their ideology. I'm not one of those guys. But I I, damn sure I'm going to push back. And I'm not going to, wilt when you yell fake news and then drench me in garbage about how uh, because Palm Beach legally like the rest of the country couldn't deny black people and Jews the right to go to a golf course that suddenly that makes Donald Trump a saint because he allowed them on his side I mean honestly that's it Next, you're going to tell me it's because he put Ben Carson in in charge of HUD. Good Lord. 
thank you guys for listening. We're here every uh, week, of course. Listen to the House Parks radio uh, program, Mega Worldwide, every uh, Saturday on WCPD Radio or the podcast. Um, at, go to sexyliberal.com for that link or whatever. Love to have your guys give us a, 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 a review and all that kind of fun stuff. And of course, uh, go to the YouTube channel, infotainmentwars.com. Like and subscribe to that. Become a patron. Help us out. Patreon.com slash houseparks. That's what makes the show possible. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you to all of our patrons. Um, and it was great seeing a bunch of you at the shows. We will see you next week. Hey, it's Stephanie Miller, America's original sexy liberal. If you don't count Miller Fillmore, come join us for the Happy Hour podcast. You're probably already doing plenty of drinking and swearing with this stain of a president in office. Well, join me and my celebrity and comedian friends for a raunchy, uncensored ride through politics and pop culture. Pants optional.